Production support comes from Smithville, a locally owned business serving central and southern Indiana since 1922 with residential and business internet, phone, and security services. Smithville, local pride, global technology. Information at smithville.net. Welcome to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, editor of the Herald Times, along with co-host Shamika Neely today. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, county fairs and the Indiana State Fair, which actually begins today up in Indianapolis. We have four guests with us. Three are in the studio. One's going to be joining us by phone. Uh, State Senator Jim Merritt is here. He's chairman of the Indiana State Fair Advisory Committee, and he's wearing quite a sporty shirt today. It's a member of the State Fair Commission. He's in the State Fair Commission. He's got a State Fair Commission shirt on today. Jake Connard is here. Jake is the Monroe County Fair Manager. And Jason Larison, who's Construction Services Administrator at the Indianapolis Department of Code Enforcement, who will talk a little bit about some of the regulations that uh, have been in effect for many years and some of the new regulations that have gone into effect. We're also going to be joined uh, in uh, about 10 or 15 minutes by Sherry Daniels, Indiana's first lady, uh, who is uh, at the fair and she's serving milkshakes today, we understand, and she'll be yes, at sir. the fair all week. So we're going to talk with her as well. If you have questions or comments, uh, you can, of course, contact us at, uh, let's see, what are our phone numbers? Uh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Eight five five zero eight one one. You think I'd have that memorized though? After all these after years, after all these years, yeah. One eight seven seven two eight five nine three four eight and wfiu dot org slash noon edition is our web address if you want to join a live chat about the the state fair. Uh, of course, you know the state fair is um, it's coming off of a year in which there was a, a ser- significant tragedy when um, the stage rigging collapsed before a big. A, Big concert. Seven seven people were killed. I think sixty others were injured. So uh, that's uh, one of the reasons that we're we're having this program today. Talk about some of the new regulations. Jim Merritt, um, the legislature took this issue up last year and uh, tried to to make things safe, but it was kind of an act of God. It seems to me. I mean, there might have been some regulations that could have helped. Yes. Well, um, just to uh, go back twelve months. Mm-hmm. Uh, August 13th, right around 9 o'clock at night, uh, the as you said, the rigging collapsed. And uh, for all those safety heroes, public safety heroes out there, thank you. There are 57 uh, men and women who sprang into action, and we, uh, all those folks that were injured uh, were uh, – were uh, hustled into hospitals within 70 minutes. There were people in surgery within 42 minutes. Uh, the safe public safety heroes were uh, using hand signals. It went. Uh, we had this was that was first year for command center at the state fair, and the rescue was in in, in incredible operation. Uh, very very sad, very tragic time. And for the last 12 months, we have been working on oh trying to get regulations and the legislature didn't know enough about what happened. Uh, we've got two reports and uh, that, that were by outside parties that have informed us what happened. And then we have this enormous book that uh, I brought along today that is the uh, – let me make sure I get this correct. This is the Comprehensive Emergency Management Plan by the Indiana State Fair Commission, of which I'm a member. And this is, this is uh, four inches of, of paperwork that is – uh, monumental in its size, but it also is a terrific um, plan for safety. And this year's fair is going to be safe and it's going to be fun. And uh, that is the goal. And what the legislature did is we had uh, a Senate bill that said to uh, Homeland Security and all those partners uh, come up with regulations. And and we want to make sure not just the fair, but everybody at county fairs and festivals that they're safe from the weather, from any um, situation. And uh, state government stepped up, local government stepped up with regulations. What we will be doing is we have an interim committee that will look at uh, this, look at the collapse, look at the reports, look at what we need to. Qu- uh, codify from those regulations. So we've we, we did not want to get in the way of the professionals. We wanted to lay the foundation. Next session is when we will um, codify 
those regulations that have been put in place that make sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you just talk a little bit about uh, Mr. Kennard, who is uh, just, again, the Monroe That's County Jake. Fair Manager? I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Jake, Jake Kennard. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just talk a little bit about some of the things that um, Monroe County has done to kind of step up to the plate? Well, um, really, the only stage we had that we had to worry about was our free stage. It's on the north side of the fairgrounds. It's a parks and rec trailer that they have a fold-out stage on, and the canopy races up on it. We we had to put some signs up to shut it down at certain wind speeds. If wind got above 25, we have to shut it down, which we, we had that the other day. We had some gusts of wind, and we just went ahead and we called the airport. They can tell us how much it's, what the gusts are, and then we just shut it down. But that's the only thing we've really had to had to do mm-hmm. right now. Jake, I've got to ask you. I mean, your name is pretty much synonymous with the Monroe County Fair, it seems to me. Jake yeah. Connor, you have the Connor, you've been involved for a long time. Yeah. Uh, when did you start uh, out at the fair? I uh, I actually started on the board with uh, being a representative for junior leaders when I was 14. <laughs> and I'm 23 now. Mm-hmm. So you've had a long time out there. How has yeah. the fair changed in the time that you've been involved? Um, has it changed? We've changed, uh, got a different carnival. Mm-hmm. That's they they're a top notch carnival we got now. We uh, changed a few buildings. We've redone a 4H building this year. We had it done right for fair. Um, somewhat it's the same, but some some's yeah. changed. Now, did you participate? Have you participated in the state fair? Um, not a whole lot. I mean, I took 4H projects mm-hmm. and to state fair, but that's that's about the line there. Okay. All right. Let me give you our phone numbers again, 855-0811 in Bloomington, 877-285-9348 outside of the Bloomington area, and wfiu.org slash noon edition if you want to join a live chat. Um, Jason, you have been involved. Jason Larrison, Construction Services Administrator at the Indianapolis Department of Code Enforcement, have been involved in trying to make things safe around Indianapolis for mm-hmm. a long time. So what kind of – I mean, how have the, the changes in regulations or how did the state fair last year affect what you do? Well, I think one of the things that kind of surprised a lot of people is the state fair is in Indianapolis, but because it's on state property – uh, with the way home rule is operated, it's not under our jurisdiction. So we didn't really have any any rollout there last year uh, since the event, since um, uh, the Senate bill has gone through and discussions with the state fire marshal's office. Uh, they've It's been asked of local jurisdictions now to participate in, um, in these sort of structures and events that occur on state property, which, which we're very happy to do. Uh, we partner with the state fire marshal's office uh, and everyone there uh, working together, um, but it's been included as a, a charge to the local jurisdictions to provide inspection services for outdoor stage equipment now on all property, including state property. Mm-hmm. So it's it's widened our scope a little bit. Um, we do have a lot of state property in Indianapolis, <laughs> so yeah. um, it, keep, it keeps us uh, pretty busy, but we've been very happy to partner with the state fire marshal's office as well as the Indiana State Fair. You know, some of the some of the bigger stages, I mean, I think of, I don't know what they call it now, but what used to be Deer Creek, I mean, they're outside concerts there all the time. I mean, do you have a responsibility out there? That's outside of the city. Really. It's outside of the city, um, and it's a little different structure than what was put in at the state fair. The um, the former Deer Creek Music Center is a is a permanent outdoor structure. Um, so it went through all the design requirements that come along with a permanent structure. Um, the structure that went up at the state fair is it was a perm or a temporary structure, so it was did not have to go through as much regulation at the time um, compared to now, um, where there are engineering requirements that are specified and documentation that has to be provided. Yeah, I I will tell you, I sit on the uh, board of the White River Park Commission, Mm -hmm. and we've redoubled our efforts with the the lawn uh, concert facility there. And and so temporary, permanent, we're we're, we're crossing crossing the uh, T's and dotting the I's. And Mm -hmm. and so we're uh, we're combing them. And and with the Super Bowl, I mean, there has been an incredible – a working relationship between the city of Indianapolis and the state of Indiana with all these uh, structures, meaning uh, being, being permanent or temporary. And it's really been uh, terrific to watch and, and participate in. 
Well, I think uh, I'm, we're going to go to the phone here in a minute because we have Sherry Daniels who's waiting to talk to us. But I, I want to say, you know, we're going to talk a lot about safety issues today, but you know, we're also going to talk a whole lot about the state fair, county fairs, what they mean to Indiana because it's really a, a Hoosier tradition. And, and we're proud to have the First Lady of Indiana, Sherry Daniels, on the phone. Sherry? Good afternoon. Hey, thanks for being here with us. Um, I'm Bob, and Shamika's here as well. Hello. <laughs> Hi. So um, Jim Merritt showed us a picture of you serving milkshakes. Is that what you're doing at the State Fair today? Well, that's one of the things that I've done at the State Fair today. That was sort of our, our morning kickoff. We gave out free milkshakes at the dairy bar. And then uh, I've also been over to the Habitat Build on the State Fairgrounds, which is our third year of building a habitat home on the fairgrounds, and then it is moved to a neighborhood in Marion County. Okay. So um, you've been you've been involved in the State Fair. You're going to be there every day, right? Is that what I've... That's correct. All right. So you have a lot of things planned. I know you have a Heartland Walk for Health that's going to be coming up. What Can you tell us about that? Sure. Uh, the Heartland Walk for Health is in its eighth year. And I started this walk to create awareness for heart disease. Uh, it's the number one killer of men and women. And so every year we do a walk, two laps around the fair, and it's not a race. It's a walk, and it's a great opportunity to come out, get some information on how to lead a heart-healthy life. We have free screenings available. Uh, we have Blue from the Colts will be here and some of the Colts cheerleaders to kick us off. And so it's a great time to come out. If you haven't started that exercise program but you've been thinking about it, this is a great place to be. We don't charge for the walk, and you get a free T-shirt and lots of information. So it's a really a fun way to start your day at the fair. You, so what other events? I know I've read that you're going to be uh, taking part in a cow milking contest and maybe a cheerleading event, or you're going to kick off a cheerleading event. I mean, what, uh, you must have quite a schedule for this week. I do. I'll, I'll be here all 17 days, and uh, I will be participating for the eighth year in the cow milking competition. I have won it in the past, and wow. I've come in second a few times. I plan to win it this year. You must be, you must be one of the favorites. <laughs> it is. I, I really don't think of myself as being competitive, a competitive person, but there's something about that cow milking that just, I want to win. So, so I, I'm going to hope that uh, I'll be successful this year. And I will be just uh, kicking off the cheerleading competition. I've been to Band Day this morning, which started at 9 a.m. Uh, I'll be going to lots of the uh, events at the fair. There's the Super Dog Show, which is just an amazing show, the Lumberjack Show. I'll be starting a ringmaster in the circus one day and just all kinds of fun things to do. There's something for everybody at the state fair. Is there anything that you would say that you would definitely want to include little kids in coming up with the fair, especially regarding health, which is one of your initiatives? Well, we, we do try to get people when they are a little bit younger to start educating them about being healthier, making healthy choices when you're, when you're eating, and being active. And the sooner that you can get young children started up, uh, having, you know, good vegetables and not just a diet of fast food and pizza, the better off they'll be. Because as you know, it's easier to change your habits when you're younger mm -hmm. than it is when you're an adult. So there is a, a pavilion out here that features all kinds of great fresh vegetables, salads, uh, roasted chicken. So you can get a healthy meal at the state fair, but there are lots of other treats at the State Fair that we all love and enjoy. And I think the key to success in any kind of healthy living or, or even an exercise program when you first start is everything in moderation. So it's fine to go out and, and have that, you know, uh, share an elephant ear, I always say, uh, <laughs> with somebody. But, you know, you don't eat that every day. Right. Well, we've already had a, a discussion on different flavors of ice cream here in the studio as well. Yeah, we hear there's spaghetti and meatball ice cream or something like that up there. It's a spaghetti and meatball Sunday, but don't oh. let the name of that scare you off. It 
It doesn't taste like spaghetti and meatballs. It just looks like it. It's, oh, okay. It's, it's ice cream, sh- you know, that's shaped like pasta. It has chocolate meatballs, and then it has a strawberry sauce. So just think of it as a strawberry sundae. Okay, well, that sounds a lot better. Yeah, okay. yes, <laughs> I know. Uh, Everyone sort of cringes at that, but no, it's... It, it really is ice cream. <laughs> right. Well, I, I, we're going to let you go here in a minute, but I do want you to say a, a little bit about, um, you know, this year's fair, you know, after last year's tragedy and, you know, what uh, – I know there's a, a plan to have a uh, a moment of silence, I think, uh, later on in, in August the fair. August, August 13th, I think, at the time that the tragedy occurred. Um, could you talk a little bit about um, – you know what it means to to be starting the fair again today, and and what you hope to accomplish this year to get get by what happened last year. Well, I think it's obviously it was a, a very very uh, tragic thing that happened, and and it was very difficult for everybody, and it, it still is difficult for everyone. It's never easy to to lose a loved one, and uh, so of course our hearts go out to all of those people who lost someone or who were injured in that tragedy last year. But, you know, as all all tragedies and all losses, you know, we, ha- we have no choice but to try to move forward. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're trying to do. Uh, I think um, the, there will be a permanent uh, memorial here at the fair uh, for those people who lost their lives. And um, a lot of things have been done to make sure that, you know, we, safety is first and foremost here at the State Fair. So we're just trying to move forward. We're trying to give Hoosiers the best fair they've ever had, and we encourage people to come out and to enjoy the fair, enjoy the new things that are here, and enjoy the things that, that you've always loved that are here. It's a great, great place to bring your family, to bring your friends, and make memories Okay. Well, First Lady Sherry Daniels for the First Lady of Indiana has been with us. You can see you can see her at the fair. You'll be you'll be greeting people, I'm sure, at the fair. I will be here every <laughs> single day. So come out if you see me. Please come up and say hello. But uh, I'm telling you, we have a great crowd out here for the first day. And I think everybody is really excited about what's going on. So I, I hope maybe we'll see you up here. All right. I, I hope so, too. Thanks for thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. You, too. All right. That was Sherry Daniels, Indiana's First Lady. She's at the, the uh, Indiana State Fair, and she'll be there. She'll be there all week, as they say, or all this week, next week, 17 days worth of State Fair activity for Sherry Daniels. Uh, We're talking about the Indiana State Fair and county fairs today. If you want to join us, please phone us at 855-0811 or 1-877-285-9348. The uh, web address, wfiu.org slash noon edition. I want to go back to Jake Conard for a minute to talk about, uh, you know, we've had a very uh, hot summer. We had the drought. How's that? How's the weather affected the fair? It's dusty. <laughs> it's very dusty. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this year the the grass we didn't have to mow near as much this year to get started <laughs> for fair. But uh, other than that, it's been cool evenings, so we've had some good crowds with that. We was worried with the days we had before fair when we were setting up when we was up there in the triple digits. We was worried about the crowds, but. Really, in the evenings, it's not been too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, when when the temperatures get to be in the mid nineties, over a hundred, the, the 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 kids who have their animals out there have a lot to worry about. Yeah, yeah. That, them barns they get pretty hot with them mm-hmm. tin roofs when they're. When so, it's so what what do they do if they? I mean, if somebody's showing an animal and it gets to be that hot, what kinds of things can they do to keep them cool? Oh, they've got most of them bring fans with them. They got fans running on them all the time. Uh, some of them put misters, mist them off with some cool water, keep their water fresh. Mm-hmm. We got a sunshade all the way around the one side of the barn where the sun shines in all the time. So mm-hmm. there's some things we do like that to keep them cooled down. And I know the Bartholomew County Fair had some extra tents up this year and misting stations. If you know someone does go to the fair and find that they're a little bit overheated, what, what do they need to do? Well, um, in the commercial building, there's actually a booth. Uh, Williams Brothers Pharmacy's got a booth there. They've got misters in there. Um, our auditorium and its air conditioning, our 4-H building, community building, they're all three air conditioned, so you can go in there and cool off. There's there's plenty of places you can get out of the heat. What's your favorite part of the fair? 
Oh, there's too many to name, I think. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite food? Uh, the Shucker Shack Elk Burgers. The Sugar Shack, yeah. Shucker Shack. Shucker Shack. Okay. Yeah. There's a Sugar Shack, too. Yep. I saw pictures of that in the paper. Yeah, today. it gets you confused. The Shucker, Shucker Shack Elk Burgers. Yes. You can't say that three times fast, can you, Bob? No. Uh-uh. I can't. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, that, Jake Conard is, is the fair manager of the Monroe County Fair, uh, which is actually ending tomorrow, correct? Correct. All right. What's, what's on tomorrow's schedule? Uh, tomorrow, the carnival, it starts at 5. All rides are a dollar there. The uh, There's an open dairy show at 10 o'clock in the Livestock Arena, baby contest at 2. Uh, we have a demolition derby in the grandstands at 7. Um, in the kids' big top at 4, there's a championship pedal tractor pull. Um, we have a veterans program at 2 in the memorial there on the grounds. And then, of course, the 4-H building, that's open for the public to see, and so is the community building. On our free stage, uh, Shelby County LP free stage, dead giveaways on at 5. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much our schedule for tomorrow. Okay. Um, State Senator Jim Merritt is here. Jim is uh, chairman of the Indiana State Fair Advisory Committee. He's also a member of the Indiana State Fair Commission. I wanted to ask you how you got involved with, with the fair. Well, I'm, I'm from Indianapolis, and I love the fair. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was an assignment. Uh, I've been in the legislature. I've been in the Indiana State Senate since 1990. And I got I, uh, one, I think it was 93, 94, I was um, invited to join this advisory committee, which is kind of a liaison. It's between the State Fair Commission and the legislature. It kind of reports to the legislature what's going on at the State Fair. And I've been on that body for many, many years. And and it's just it's it's a part of uh, really part of the Hoosier spirit, and and I've always enjoyed the state fair, and and uh, my favorite part is the food. I enjoy <laughs> the food, and uh, you know the kind of the different types of food we have uh, through the years, but uh, just to go out there and you know, walk through the animal barns, and we have the Dupont Pavilion this year. Dupont stepped up big time with a sponsorship, and 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 like the first lady was talking about. It's not just the fried foods, but we're going towards uh, a, a, a different menus and, and, and a, Italian food. And, and there is such a wide variety of things to do this year, and, and I'm quite proud of it. And, and we do have concerts. They've moved down to Banker's Life Field House. And uh, once we, uh, once we uh, renovate and rehabilitate the Coliseum, we'll have the concerts back at the State Fair. And that's what you're going to start hearing in the, in the coming year. Of um, of making the uh, Coliseum more of a facility of today, and in working towards that being a great, great uh, venue. And there aren't many places in Central Indiana inside that you can put seventy five hundred people. And uh, our state fair advisory committee will be looking at uh, the rehabilitation of the of the Coliseum, and and that will be the next big project for the state fair. And uh, you know the state fair it, uh, fairgrounds is not just the state fair. It's it's the fairgrounds, and it's a very busy place. It's twenty four million dollars impact to Central Indiana, and uh, we have all sorts of uh, different events there all year round. I know we're talking about the state fair today, sure. but uh, um, it's quite a place. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I you know I hadn't been there in a while. I, I went many many times i grew up in indiana too i've been many many times and a couple years ago i went back and and it just seemed i don't know it seemed like it had grown there's so many more you know so many different kinds of Mm -hmm. things to do well we've taken a lot of time to rehabilitate a lot of the buildings uh -hmm. and and there's just so many different special places uh, where all walks of life from indiana can go and and feel comfortable and and uh it's uh it's something that everybody ought to participate in. Yeah. I think I saw Dolly Parton at the State Fair a few years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm dating myself. It was a while ago. Yeah. All right. We're going to have to take a short break. Uh, we're talking about the Indiana State Fair. We're, all, you know, we're talking about a lot of the regulations that have come into, into place since last year, but we're also talking about the fair and the uh, Monroe County Fair and other, other county fairs and how they're part of the fabric of Indiana. Uh, if you want to join us, please phone us, 855-0811 or toll-free 8 877-285-9348, the web address, wfiu.org slash Noon Edition. You're listening to Noon Edition. We'll be right back.
This is Noon Edition on WFIU. Production support comes from Smithville. Information at smithville.net. You can take WFIU with you by downloading podcasts directly to your PC, Mac, or MP3 player. Programs such as Noon Edition, Ask the Mayor, and Harmonia, and short features like Kinsey Confidential, the Ether Game Musical Mini Quiz, and Play and Opera Reviews are all available on demand. Pick them up at WFIU.org. And have you heard WFIU's news features? The WFIU News Team brings you expanded and in-depth reports on topics affecting South Central Indiana. Catch the Friday feature just after 8.30 during Morning Edition, just before Noon Edition, and at 5.45 during All Things Considered. They're also archived on our website, WFIU.org. Welcome back to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg from the Herald Times along with Shamika Neely from WTIU and WFIU. Today we're talking about the uh, Indiana State Fair, which begins today, and some of the uh, new regulations that have been put in place in the aftermath of the tragedy that occurred at the State Fair last year. We have three guests with us in the studio. Senator Jim Merritt is here. He's chairman of the Indiana State Fair Advisory Committee, and and he's a member of the Indiana State Fair Commission. Jake Conard is here. He's the Monroe County fair manager, and he's been involved in the fair for quite some time. And also, Jason Larison is here. He's construction services administrator at the Indianapolis Department of Code Enforcement. Uh, If you have questions or comments, please phone us, 855-0811 in Bloomington, 877-285-9348 outside of the local area. And you can join us, wfiu.org slash noon edition. I've neglected to say you can also follow us on Twitter, (laughs) at noon edition. Shamika? All right. I'd like to to start off uh, with Jason. And just it seems like since uh, the COO, David Shaw, has taken over, it's been kind of a no-nonsense. And he's really um, focused in on several things, specifically the safety measures. Can you talk a little bit about how technology is also playing a role in those safety measures? Well, certainly. Um, I I should say, though, while, while... Uh, David Shaw has been uh, kind of in the no-nonsense down with the safety. Uh, he also is quick to stress that uh, uh, for the, those that are attending that it is not a no-nonsense state fair, that it is a, it is a good time. But um, a lot of what's, what's happening now with the state fair and, and with large events in general, whether it be the Super Bowl that we just had up in Indianapolis or others, is a lot more coordination between uh, different different agencies. Um, everyone has their own form of communication, different radio waves and things like that. Uh, so putting in command center, which they did have one last year, um, providing more coordination from the command center, more, um, more people in the command center that can actually make decisions um, versus just coordinating. Um, so those kind of activities come into play with, with events of this magnitude. Can you give us a, a, a sense of what you think went wrong last year? Well, we have the reports that kind of break things down. Mm-hmm. A, a, lot, a lot of what's happened and what we're kind of catching up with is for years, you know, at fairs, especially county fairs, local fairs, local events, whenever they needed someone or something to put a band up on or to do the crowning of the the fair queen usually it's bringing in a a, a trailer a tractor trailer or something like that and they go up and they stand and you know everyone claps and then they start putting it underneath tents so that way it's out of the weather and and then the technology that comes along with stages and the equipment that go around stages just just exploded and they became more mobile and lighter so that way uh so many more people could put these stages together. The structure that uh, is u- was used to hang the speakers and the lights at the state fair last year, and that's used almost everywhere in Indianapolis and in the state and the world, um, are, are aluminum trusses. And they're lightweight. You know, it just takes a couple people to move the pieces in. They snap them. They screw them in. It, t- it, j- it takes a matter of hours to put up these large structures. And, you know, it's the same kind of the same mentality of putting those up as before and i don't think the the thought process kind of went along with how rapidly the construction material changes went mm-hmm. yeah. okay so senator Merritt, um in terms of of 
the uh, looking at those reports and what what you've been involved with. I mean, what what was the process that the legislature used to try to 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 come to some um, conclusions to to make things a little safer? And I know you've got the, the we've got a picture of the book now on right. online that mm-hmm. four inch thick book, and you've got a, a little a little booklet for your responsibilities as well. Right. Um, well, well, first of all, uh, Representative Cherry and I, at the beginning of the session, and he, he, he serves on the uh, state, advi- state Fair Advisory Committee, and he's also on the State Fair Commission also. And we didn't want to jump to any conclusions. And, and a lot of times when uh, would embody like a legislature, and not particularly ours, but they, they, they kind of get in themselves way, their, their own way. And we wanted to understand exactly what happened. And the reports didn't get out, didn't, weren't released until we signed died. We adjourned. So we, we were kind of operating really with um, just in the dark. And, and, that, and, and when you do that, you have to rely on the experts at Homeland Security in Marion County and in the state and Indiana State Police. And what we tried to, what we tried to do is, is first of all, um, make sure that everything is inspected, uh, it being uh, a, a horse race facility or, or like, a, like the, uh, with the Super Bowl. We didn't, we didn't put any uh, tethers in the law other than asking the experts to make sure everyone was safe this summer. And it was almost like one would describe it as a Band-Aid effect uh, with, with uh, nailing it on. It, it, we were making sure that, that government uh, was going to ensure that when individuals would go to county fairs or to festivals or the state fair, that they would feel safe, that the patrons would feel safe. And, and uh, we don't know – we did not know enough about safety procedures to dictate what would be in state law. Mm-hmm. And we still don't. Well, I'm going to be – when we're going to have hearings this, um, this fall with what we call the Stage Collapse Committee, which is not really that. It's for the whole state. I'm going to be interested to see what the locals feel like if, they're, if they have a, um, a foot – uh, foundation and they have a little uh, rope in, and if they if they feel like they're overregulated, mm-hmm. uh, what what is going on in the local governments rather than than just the big state fair um, in Indianapolis or a, at uh, Banker's Life Fieldhouse? But so it's almost like a do no harm. That's what happened this last session, and and I am so pleased that with the state fair itself, where we have this. Uh, command center that was there, but now I walked into it. Uh, walked into the uh, into the facility a couple hours ago, and you know they have four or five television sets, and one's about the weather, one's about every part of the um, um, a square inch of the fairgrounds, and they have a complete understanding if someone should uh, collapse because of the weather. They have misting um, uh, misting systems and places where you can cool off. So. Um, the bottom line is, is, is we're working our way through it. We want, we don't want to do any harm to locals. That, that maybe we're overregulated, but we want everyone to be safe. Yeah. Well, oh, go ahead, Shamika. It, it seems like Indiana has really become a a model now since this has happened. What has Indiana learned from this and trying to move forward and also help other states, countries who may be trying to find some safety regulations and things in, in play now? Well, well, Jason can answer also because he's the expert here. But what uh, the the overall, my dad always saw his favorite word is anticipation, anticipating the worst. And in preparing for it, and I think preparation is something that we all have to do. And, and uh, NIMS, which is what we were talking about, um, understanding what safety means, and, and what's uh, NIMS stand for? Uh, National Incident Management Systems. Okay. And uh, I got it right. Yeah, good. <laughs> and um, I'm in the railroad business, and we're all about safety. And 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 uh, and from the governor down, we have to have a culture. Of fun, but more importantly, we have to have a culture of safety. And if everybody feels secure and everybody understands that, uh, maybe we can avoid. Uh, well, we will avoid um, a tragedy. If I may, I mean, as the senator was saying, it's it's a lot of forethought that goes into these events. And I can tell you again with with the Super Bowl, which was the big event that 
uh, I got to participate a lot uh, in this past winter. The years of preparation and and the different committees that came together, um, building binders again, just just like the one that the state fair has, that's addressing all the different scenarios that they that you could imagine. Um, with with the Super Bowl being in a cold weather city, all the different weather factors that came in. Um, in Indianapolis, we had something like uh, half, uh, nearly half a million square feet of tent structures that went up. Um, and tents are not something that you normally see in Indianapolis or in Indiana in the winter. But uh, they brought in structures that were engineered that had wind ratings to them. We part of our procedures was to monitor the wind ratings. Uh, we required evacuations when they hit uh, a certain threshold, so that way, you know, the the goal is you can't prevent every structural collapse. That's just a fact. What you can do is to try and do everything you can to get everyone away from the structure. Mm-hmm. It's easy to replace a structure. You can't replace a life. Right. How's this trickled down to you, Jake? Did you feel like you're uh, overregulated this year, or did you feel like uh, it was it much of a change? It wasn't a whole lot of change. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, our the state fire marshal he comes down and inspects and everything, and we uh, we worked with him and we didn't we didn't have a whole lot of change for mm-hmm. what we needed to do. Yeah. So you don't think the state has overstepped its bounds by any any means? Not as of right now. <laughs> You're keeping your options open on that, though. All right. Our phone number is again eight five five zero eight one 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 eight seven seven two eight five nine three four eight. The web address, WFIU.org slash Noon Edition. Um, Senator Merritt, I wanted to, to react a little bit to what you said about how you want to make sure that everybody felt safe when they, they went. Because and it's kind of ironic to me because I never would have, I never would have felt unsafe. No, uh, but when you have a tragedy, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it lingers. It, I mean, when we were walking around the fair today, uh, many people were talking about last year. So mm-hmm. uh, whenever I tweet or whenever I talk to anybody, I always talk about uh, fun and safety because mm-hmm. it, it's, it's installation of a, of a culture. And we need, you know, we, we I, I think this, is, this year we will um, get our momentum back. Mm-hmm. And and I I if you walked around the fair after that tragedy last year, it, you're supposed to go there and see smiles. You're supposed to see smiles, and um, is more like a duty last year. And and we're trying to install safety, but also kind of bring back the smiles. Mm-hmm. Well, you uh, you were talking about the the pep, the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Um, is it who's sponsoring it now? Is it the well, it it is Pepsi. Pepsi, okay. Um, yeah. That that contract is ending, okay. and uh, and uh, we could call it the WFIU um, Coliseum. Coliseum with a little little, little help, uh, yeah. a little help yeah, in the cash side. That's that's you know, Shamika. That's down Shamika's. You know, um, sponsorship's yeah. a big, big, big uh, project for every uh, Bankers Life Fieldhouse, mm-hmm. and uh, we're we have all sorts of sponsorship. I mentioned the Dupont uh, Pavilion today, and mm-hmm. and we're talking about uh, about. Everything from soybeans to grain and, and, and corn and the whole the whole um, Indiana culture with farming and and uh, but sponsorship is is a large part of it and and uh, this Coliseum will become uh, in, uh, impacting Indianapolis and Indiana more so and it's a great opportunity for someone to sponsor the the uh, be on top of that on top of that <laughs> iconic figure we call the Coliseum. All right, we'll take that under you know, advice. <laughs> And Senator Merritt, I feel like it's also, and and Jason, I also feel like it's so important for us to talk a little bit about the victims from last year. I know you said there's going to be a a memorial, but how important is it to get them some reprieve? I know that um, Attorney General Greg Zeller has stepped in and several other officials. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Well, first of all, um, we we, um, – uh, attacked it immediately, and and uh, most people doubted that we could uh, make sure the the, the victims' families uh, were, had some available um, cash. You know, thanks to the Simons, thanks to the Ursays, thanks to a lot of the different entities and people who contributed to that victims' fund, uh, money was able to be uh, released to the victims' families almost immediately. Uh, compared to other tragedies around the world, we we did an outstanding job of of putting um, helping um, folks out almost immediately. And and second of all, this last session, 
we had thirteen million dollars and six million dollars from the state, uh, you know, government, and and uh, we really believe that we've stepped up with that. Now, uh, it's the victims' families that we're all concerned about, and we had a uh, we had a memorial. Um, that everyone can see at the grandstand with a plaque with all the names of the victims on it. And, and you know, you just – your heart sinks every time you think about the victims' families. And, and they were just – the victims were there just to have fun. And uh, they're fans. And so it's um, it's very solemn. And I think we're all dedicated to 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 them. And, and you, just, you just want to reach out and hug the victims' families because of their loss. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen at uh, 846 on August 13th? We're going to have well, – first of all, uh, several times this week we had a mass uh, notification emergency system uh, test, mm-hmm. several – two or three tests, and I think it was three. And so we're prepared for uh, communication uh, if something happens in a positive way or in a negative way. And we will stop for a moment at that time. Uh, one year, and it's it, for a lot of the people at the fair. It's been a very long year, but a very dedicated year. And just stop and, and think about uh, those that uh, the families and for the victims. And and I think that was uh, that was not my idea, but whoever came up with it, I wish I had mm-hmm. because I thought it was a very good one. Mm-hmm. Okay, our phone numbers again: eight five five zero eight one one in Bloomington. One eight seven seven two eight five nine three four eight. If you're outside of the Bloomington calling area, you can also uh, catch us online wfiu.org/slash/noon-edition. You can see a picture of Jim Merritt with his great big book there. If you want to go uh, online, you can also follow us on Twitter at Noon Edition. Uh, yeah, the the uh, the regulations that have been put into effect the um you know all the sort of the, there's a lot of lead up to this year's favorite a lot of the anticipation what kind of uh jim what kind of crowds do you expect do you, and, and i expect what? i expect uh, large crowds mm-hmm. um I, I think we have done a great job of um promoting the state fair this year there are so many more uh, events and and once you get into the fairgrounds, uh, I think I think you'll be really surprised of all how much is free, and 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 uh, just for the price of admission. So there there is um, there's there's uh, definitely a, a renewed life and different um, events that are going to happen from concerts to um, you know different types of foods, and it, it'll be a surprise to everybody that's that it is a, a regular. Fair goer, or fair patron, or to somebody that is just there for the first time. Are there outside uh, venues at the fairgrounds still? Any outside venues for yeah. like uh, small, you know, small concerts? Yeah, yes, concerts. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe he can speak to yeah. that. And actually, we we were out there yesterday taking a look at them. There are two outdoor stages. <clears throat> excuse me that that you'll see uh, concerts going on. There's the free stage, which is uh, towards the north end of the northwest end of the property. It's a um, permanent uh, amphitheater space um, that they'll be doing concerts from. And then there is the Main Street stage, which is a, a temporary uh, stage that's been put in uh, along what's called Main Street near the grandstand that they'll also be doing activities there. And And I can tell you that we've looked at both of those and, and they've received thumbs up. So that's a technical <laughs> Two term. Thumbs thumbs Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Okay. Were, were there changes they had to make and were there new regulations for those those stages? I, I would probably say that um, with regards to the Main Street stage, they probably maybe scaled it down just a little bit, but I think they're scaling the activities up to accommodate the fact that uh, the large concerts are, are off-site this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the structure up, uh, uh, the free stage um, is the same structure that they've used in the past and hang lights and speakers from, um, but it's, it's a sturdy, permanent uh, engineered structure and um, the loads that they have put on there are much lighter than what you see at the larger concerts. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the, the, go ahead, Jim. I'm just curious to find out how you all have tried to change the, the spirit of this fair to make sure that people know, hey, you're safe. You know, as you said, Senator Merritt, it is about, you know, getting back to having fun. Mm-hmm. How do you change that for the community? Experience. Uh, you prove it just like anything else in life. Uh, you prove it, and we're very customer-friendly. And I was walking along with Cindy Hoy, and someone just walked up to her and asked her about a ticket. And you could just see Cindy Hoy, who has kind of a, a spirit about her. And, you know, this year really tested her mettle 
and uh, and she just uh, <clears throat> just customer service, and she went into action, and and uh, uh, all the staff at the at the state fair um, are um, uh, it, it's it's almost like a, like it goes back to the culture. I think uh, you just you keep working, you keep um, smiling, and, and uh, make sure everybody has fun. And and uh, I think it's the experience that people will come away with that you know the spirit of the fair is still there. It's a fun place. Mm-hmm. Cindy Hoy is the uh, she's the director of the fair, right? Is that her? Yes. Uh, what is her mm-hmm. title? Yeah. Executive director. Executive director. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well, I how do you think the I mean the the fact that the largest concerts are going to be at Banker's Life? How mm-hmm. will that affect? Do you think the some of the concessionaires? Well, I, I, uh, at one time I thought, oh, this is going to hurt the fair because we rely on people coming to the fair and then going to the concert, and then going back to the fair. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I really, really think that the uh, folks that organize this and, and this part of the fair were were um, prescient. They, they uh, you can get on a shuttle. And go downtown. You can park at the fair, get on a shuttle, go downtown, and go to the concert, and then come back. And and your ticket will get you into the fair. So uh, we're doing our best to make sure that we don't that uh, anybody that has an opportunity to buy a, a concert ticket can go to the fair also. Mm-hmm. Isn't the weather one of the biggest factors for how the attendance is going to be? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, and the weather is and heat. Or rain. Uh, we've seen all sorts of fairs, and uh, I expect a lot of heat. And uh, uh, obviously, we want everybody to uh, drink a lot of fluids. Yeah, Jake, what what would you prefer, heat or rain at the fair? Uh, well, that's that's a tough one. There, I think the uh, heat would be better. The rain, the rain, kind of puts a dampener on everybody. Carnival rides, outdoor things, so the heat yeah. would be better. Okay. And I'm just curious, Jake, obviously um, for our listeners right now, uh, earlier this week um, there were some influenza concerns at the Monroe County Fair. Should should we be concerned? What's going on with that? No, there shouldn't be any concern about that. All the uh, swine's been released out of the barn. The state vet's been there. The 4-H extension office taking care of it. Um, the barn's been disinfected. The arena's been disinfected. There wouldn't be any worry about coming out now. Everybody should come out and enjoy the fair. Carnival's runs the next two days. Um, like tonight, all the rides take one ticket. Tomorrow, all rides are one dollar. Everybody, there shouldn't be no concern about it. Everybody should just come out. Yeah, it's always something though, isn't it? Oh yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't be a fair if you didn't have something. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, if you, we still have a few more minutes. If you have any questions about the fair, I just want to make sure you have an opportunity. Eight five five zero eight one one. 877-285-9348-WFIU.org slash Noon Edition if you want to go online and follow us at Noon Edition on Twitter. Uh, again, Jim Merritt, I want to ask you about, you know, the importance of, of this year. I mean, coming off of last year, the importance of really having a great experience in the 17 days of this year's fair. Right. And uh, my family and I were at the Sugarland concert. Mm-hmm. And um, it was very chaotic and it was it was very um, very depressing, and and with an event like that, and big time, the world's watching you. Everybody in the world knew um, that something had happened at, at the Indiana State Fair, which puts added pressure on this year. And um, some states don't have fairs. Some states don't have state fairs, and uh, this is something that is one of our jewels in the crown of the state of Indiana. And and that means that we have to uh, work extra hard to get the momentum back, to get the, the great reputation back. And, and uh, there are a lot of good souls out there. We have great partners. We have great sponsors. We have great staff. And um, the run-up, the preparation, everything that has gone on for the last 12 months and every day, Monday through Sunday and 24-7, something has happened to prepare for the state fair, and I think um, I'm very proud of everybody out there. Yeah, I think one of the things to to note. I mean, you mentioned it was a Sugarland concert, and you know, Sugarland's one of the biggest. It was going to be Sugarland yeah, concert. Yeah, it was one of the biggest country music acts mm-hmm. out there, and I think the state fair has traditionally attracted some of the 
the biggest musical acts, often in country music, because I think that's sort of the audience for the mm-hmm. State Fair. But, Keith Urban. But, but also, you know, other kinds of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it, it is a signature event for yes, the state. Yes, it is. It is. And uh, tonight is uh, Barry Manilow. And, and we not have, exactly country, but... No, not exactly, <laughs> but there also is Train, who, if uh-huh. you recall, came back and did a um, uh, dedication concert for us. Uh, and they're going to be at Banker's Life this year, and Journey is going to be there, and and uh, and uh, um, Blake Shelton. Mm-hmm. So it, there is some country. There is something for everybody, and that's not talking about all the free fairs, or excuse me, the free shows at the, at the fair that uh, that we just had spoken about. So it's uh, if if you want to go online and and at our state fair and and look at the program, it's there. And uh, it, there is a lot that uh, goes into this fair, and it, it takes a while to just even um, uh, go to IndianaStateFair.com, and it is August 3rd, 3rd through the 19th, and, and uh, there's a lot to do there. And safety and fun are the two words this year. Okay. And I just wanted to um, just go back to Jason and just ask a, a little bit about the measures that maybe the um, exhibitors or vendors or others maybe have had to go through well, this year. Well, you know, we've talked a lot about the the stage equipment, the outdoor stage equipment, but another component as all of this has been going on over the past year has been looking at tents and canopies and structures like that, and there's been a renewed effort on looking at how those structures are uh, uh, anchored, you know, tenting, tents are typically put in with stakes, but some places you can't use those and they use concrete or they use water barrels. And there's been some studies out there that show that there's just a lot more needed when you do uh, ballasting like that. And, uh, you know, we've worked with Jesse Olvera at the state fairgrounds to help create those regulations or requirements for the for the vendors when they put up their small tents to make sure they don't become flying projectiles. So, again, you know, the, the exhibitor's a little bit of effort, a little bit of uh, caution up front, and a whole lot of fun as they go through the fair. All right. We're out of time. I want to, to thank our guests, and I want to encourage all of our listeners to go to the State Fair. And it started today, and it's going to run for 17 days. You'll see First Lady Sherry Daniels out there. She was one of our uh, guests today. I also want to thank Senator, State Senator Jim Merritt, Jake Conard from the Monroe County Fair, and Jason Larrison for Shamika Neely, who sat in for thank Mary Catherine today. Thank you for allowing me to get more than three questions in, Bob. Oh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> You're very welcome. Producers Gretchen Frazee and Julie Raw. Uh, as well as engineer Mike Pashkash, I'm Bob Zaltzberg. Thanks for listening. Noon Edition is a production of WFIU and the Herald Times. A podcast of this and other WFIU programs is available at WFIU.org. Production support comes from Smithville, a locally owned business serving central and southern Indiana since 1922 with residential and business internet, voice, and security services. Smithville, local pride, global technology. Information at smithville.net.